25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Man, that got here quick. Hard to believe hour two's already begun. Who did what at the Manning Passing Academy? It's a camp. That's what it is. No helmets and shoulder pads and tackling. It's footwork. It's running. It's agility. It's technique. It's throwing motion. It's accuracy. It's mental approach. Learning it from some of the best who've ever done it. That's what it is. And it's too early for Johnny Menzel. It's right. That's right. It's too dang early in the morning. <laughs> Roger? Yeah, that, was, that was a funny year right there. Oh, my gosh. First time that? anything ever happened at the camp. <laughs> that was, didn't happen. Roger, you're right. It was the first time that anything controversial ever happened at the Manning Passing Academy. What was it? He was like, Johnny Manziel was A.J. McCarron's roommate, and like, McCarron woke up the next day, and nobody, everybody was like, where's Manziel? Have you seen him? Like, no, he's, ask McCarron. He's his roommate. They were like, hey, A.J., where's Manziel? He's like, I don't know. I didn't see him all night. You mean he wasn't in the room with you? No. He's not in there. <laughs> I don't know where he is. Not my responsibility. Y'all go look for him. <laughs> That's I I know that's a reenactment. That's about the that's about it right there. And then you'll remember Roger that particular year. I think AJ got a tattoo to commemorate the event. Yeah, and like the very next week was SEC Media Days in Birmingham and Hoover. And so when Mazel rolled up in there, he got to answer like one question about Texas A&M football. The rest of it was, "Were you out? Were you in New Orleans? Were you drunk? You know, I mean, it was all that kind of stuff." Wait a minute. He was in New Orleans, and they're asking him that. <laughs> exactly. I think we can assume that. I know. It's like, hey, you went to vacation in Jamaica. Did you go swimming? I mean, that's I a, about what it most is. Most pressing question, Johnny, we've known Archie Manning for over 50 years. This is the first time anyone's ever made him mad. What did you do? <laughs> Congrats, Johnny. You popped that top <clears throat> first time. Anyway. No, um, Brian Broadus is coming up in a few minutes. He is um, with DallasCowboys.com and does a lot of radio in the Dallas area. He is a former NFL scout, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Brian Broadus with two Ds. So he's coming up. Also coming up in this hour, the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days leading up to the start of the year is going to continue, and so... Yesterday was 62. Today is 61. 61 days from right now 
It'll be August the 31st. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, tee it up. Put the ball down. So uh, we'll do Team 62 for yesterday. We'll do Team 61 for today. So uh, that'll be coming up. I have a historical sports nugget that is significant on this day that I want you to know about. Uh, So that's all coming up, too. First, though, let me remind you, lots of different ways for you to be a part of the show. You can tweet me at Radio Wyatt on Twitter and um, Gaines on Twitter sent a very interesting uh, tweet. This is about our conversation on season ticket sales, and this makes a lot of sense. He said the Ole Miss ticket sales numbers at this point do not include student tickets, which are included in last year's 47,000 total. And uh, Gaines went on to say that Keith Carter predicted that the final total will be low to mid-40s this year. So if that's the case, if they wind up low to mid-40s season ticket sales, it would be pretty good. It'll be making up some ground. It would be, if they could get into the low 40,000s, even if that's where it topped out, they would be a much less of a dip or a drop from last year to this than they did the previous cycle from 17 to 18. Uh, so we'll see if that happens. And I appreciate your tweet as well. So tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Text the show 885 ESPN. The number is 885 3776. Or 885 ESPN. Uh, let's see, what did Pat text before we jump over there on the phone? Pat texted, um, let's see, he says, It's so funny to me how Ole Miss fans are still complaining about how their administration rolled over and still ignore the fact that their coaches and boosters are the reason all of it happened to begin with. Well, look, pressure busts pipes, Pat. Apply pressure. Strange things happen. And I promise you, Pat, I appreciate you listening and for that uh, text. We are going to hear the JSU sonic boom some more today before the day is up. Again, because I like it, Roger loves it, and it's our show. We can do what the heck we want to do. So, Pat, your wish will be granted. All right, here we go. Football right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. We are joined by Brian Broadus from DallasCowboys.com, who went to the Manning Passing Academy. Brian, I really do appreciate some time with you on a Monday on what's going to be a holiday week. Happy early 4th to you. How was uh, the Manning Passing Academy? Well, uh, again, thanks very much for having me. Uh, Yeah, you know, it was outstanding. This is the second year that I've taken my son, who uh, is, uh, is a high school quarterback here in Dallas. And so I'm... You know, I was kind of looking for camps and stuff that, you know, to, to kind of get him involved and to be around top-level athletes and coaching and all that. And so, you know, I couldn't recommend a, a better camp than this one. When you start talking about those kids that they bring in there, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the type of the college quarterbacks and then the coaches from around the country. And then my son had a roommate, and he was from Arizona. So he gets exposed to a lot of different uh, ideas, a lot of different people, and I, I just think it's one of those things. I love going there. I hang out for four days. I get my uh, my lawn chair and sit there on the other side of the fence and just kind of watch and throw the ball around with those kids, and it's a lot of fun. And I, yeah. I think if for every kid that went there and you know the parents that I got to talk to and 
you know, it, it was a, a great experience, not only for the kids, but for the parents to see their kids participate in that kind of a level of football. You know, Brian, and you've been around the game so long in a lot of different capacities, you know, in offices and around people. I mean, you've rubbed elbows with the Brett Favre's of the world. And so I, sure. I'm just, from your perspective, what does it mean to a young, you know, eighth grader to get to go there and actually learn footwork and talk to Peyton Manning and, and, and Eli Manning? What does that mean to a young player? Oh, it's it's tremendous. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I was just the interaction and the Mannings have done such a great job. Again, next year will be the 25th anniversary of the camp. And, you know, this is not one of those things where the Mannings look at these kids as dollar signs. And, you know, okay, we're going to sell them, yeah. you know, high-priced Domino's pizza. And I'm sorry if I missed up the sponsor there for you guys. No problem. I didn't know your pizza sponsor there. But, <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, you know, but, yeah, but, you know, it's, it, you know, these camps, all these camps are these, you know, these kids, trust me, I was on the college end of, of coaching and recruiting. I know what these camps are. You know, they're big money makers for a lot of uh, these coaches and stuff. And, you know, but this one, this camp is actually one where, you know, the Mannings have rolled up their sleeves, they're on the field, they're on the move, you know, they're in golf carts, they're going from drill to drill, you know, and they're, and they're actually coaching. And then, you know, you've got these, uh, you've got these college coaches that are involved as well. You've got the, you got these college quarterbacks, you know, the Lawrence kid from Clemson's involved, and mm. you know, Joe Burrow from, uh, you know, LSU was involved. My son was really excited to meet him. So, yeah, you know, if you talk about the, you know, just the, the fact that, that you get to go, and, and you, you mentioned it about, you know, footwork, ball placement, how to, you know, how to, how to fake a handoff, you know, mm. how to turn your back to the defense and then get your eyes back real quick. And, you know, those are the types of things that are, that are invaluable to a young quarterback. And they, and they do, you know, stuff with the receivers there and the running back and tight ends as well. But it's just the experience and the way that the camps run. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's nonstop. It's, there's not a lot of waiting around and, oh, we're just going to sit here and tell stories and stuff. I mean, you, you're, you're, your child is actually getting, you know, hands-on t- training and quality training that will uh, benefit them for their games that they play, uh, play this season. Brian brought us on your radio. He is with DallasCowboys.com. Follow him on Twitter at Brian with a Y and brought us with two D's. So in, in terms of overall fandom, we're all interested in these college quarterbacks that go as counselors. And you got to see some of them walking around and doing a few things and throwing. What stood out to you about the college QBs? You know, the thing that's so interesting, my son goes to a a small private school here in Dallas. You know, I'm, I'm one of these guys, I went to school at LSU. So, mm. you know, football is more important to me than academics. And so I've taken a different approach with my son. He loves football. I've, I've taken to training camp with me every year, you know, with the Cowboys and stuff. So he's grown up around football. And so, you know, the experience that he's had is a little bit different than the guys that he's, you know, on the field with. The thing that I'm amazed with these college quarterbacks is, is, how just how talented they are. I, I watch a ton of these kids. And I say I was watching the Lawrence kid from Clemson play. You know, he beat that, you know, Alabama team and you know, it was a fantastic defense. And you watch him interact with the kids and it was kinda like he looked at himself in these kids' faces and said, You know what, I was once in your spot. And it and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, this is a young guy you start talking about a college quarterback. But you know he's so highly decorated as a high school quarterback, and now you know, and what we've seen, 
But I'm just amazed that these 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 quarterbacks they they have this this persona where they they're able to you know they, you you might not be you know the kids aren't as talented as they are but they have this ability to be able to convey okay try this try this try this you know and and it, and it was really it wasn't like okay hey you have to do it this way I mean they were working with these kids some of these kids right handed left handed you know they put their you know they point their toe this way they point their shoulder this way. I mean, they're working with all these kids with different throwing motions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just impressed at how they were able to adapt to whatever situation that they were throwing. And that's why these kids are successful on the collegiate level is because they're able to. A lot of things are thrown at them, and then they're able to you know, manufacture uh, ways to, to cope with that. And I, I think that's the thing. But they, they, a lot of these kids have just really big arms. You know, I mean, the the... You know, the the arm talent, the accuracy, all this. When you watch those kids throw the football, you, you get a, a, a real clear picture. Like I say, I watch them on tape all the time, mm-hmm. but to see them actually throw the ball live, I think that gives a former scout like me a whole different perspective on what this guy, what these guys can do. Brian brought us on your radio right now. Um, did you get a chance to lay eyes on Tommy Stevens, the transfer to Mississippi State from Penn State? No, I did not, you know, and it's funny because there was, there were so many there. We were, my son's group, like, again, he's a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and so he was he was over on field 11, and they've got these kids, they got all the quarterbacks kind of shuffling around, and, and he was not one of the quarterbacks. But, you know, the thing about uh, you know, Penn State, if you talk about, again, a highly, you know, a, a nationally ranked program, you know, the way they go out and recruit, you know, that, that's a great get for Southern Miss to go out there and get a quarterback. And not that, you know, again, I, I, you're, you said it earlier, I was, you know, part of the Packers staff that brought Brett Favre to, to, to Green Bay, you know, in 1992. It was with you know, Ron Wolf and those guys in Green Bay. And so, you know, we, we're all very, very keen on what goes on, you know, at Southern Miss, you know, in Hattiesburg. You, you know, you watch that that program and you will see some quality players go through there and so you know the fact that they get a kid from Penn State to come in and, and help them I, I think without putting my eyes on the kid though I just think if you look at overall a transfer like that uh, those are the types of things that can do wonders for your program. Brian Broadus on your radio right now y'all give him a follow on Twitter at Brian Broadus. Brian with a Y Broadus with two D's. Um, before I, we run completely out of time Brian I know this is um you know, most interviews you do, you're talking about, you know, Jerry Jones and Dak sure. Prescott and all those guys. I just want, you know, we have so many state fans here and Dak fans. Right. Um, what, what are you seeing out of Dak in OTAs this year? Yeah, I know it's funny you mentioned that because I knew I was doing radio with you today, and then Dak was actually out on the field, uh, you know, working on his own, and mm-hmm. you know, he's. Uh, he physically, I, I think state fans would not recognize him. Maybe they would recognize him from his first year when he came to, to Mississippi State, when he showed up there, and that how he physically looked. He's a lot leaner. Uh, you know, he's, uh, the, the, re, the distribution of his body, you know, the upper body a little bit bigger, the shoulder, the chest area and stuff like that, slimmer in the waist. You know, he's not as bulkier as a linebacker. I mean, you always thought, like, oh, he's got that linebacker mentality, he's got a linebacker body. He is really, really slimmed down. He looks like a different player body-wise. And so, you know, Kellen Moore being the new uh, OC, you know, asking to do some more things, the, the, some more movement stuff involved, you know, but also kind of keeping the, 
the idea of, hey, having Dak throwing the football, trying to make him a little bit more of some pocket stuff, his accuracy in the OTAs and the mini camps were outstanding. When Dak has been bad at practice, and historically he has never been a really good practice player, not at least for the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, here these OTAs and mini camps, when he was missing passes, it wasn't by two and three feet. It was by, you know, three or four inches. It was, you know, routes across the middle. He was just a little wide, maybe, a, you know, a, a, you know, something he needed to, to hit on. But there were a lot of times where he was very active, and I think the, the work that he's put in in the offseason with his body, with Kellen Moore, with John Kitna, we talked about coaching and what that could be a difference in, okay, you know, how to, again, point the toe, how to open up the shoulder, how to open up the hip. You know, where the arm angle is, how to get it in the slot, all those things. John Kitten has worked extremely hard with Dak on that. He's worked extremely hard with, uh, you know, uh, and Dak's on his own has worked extremely hard to learn and to adapt. So uh, a very important season for Dak. He's up on a contract. Uh, you know, there's some negotiating going on right now. It sounds like that things will pick back up when we get closer to camp. And then uh, we'll see if they can get this uh, thing done before we leave here in about 24 days to Oxnard. Yep, and, you know, heck, that'll be here before we know it. I mean, like, right. t- 24 days ago, we were saying SEC Media Days next month, and now we're about a week away from it. It's amazing how fast yeah. the summer goes by. So do you think that – and this is here's the obligatory. you think that contract's done before camp in Oxnard, or does it linger? Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the hope. You know, the, the hope was that, uh, you know, that – that they, you know, the Cowboys traditionally like to have a grand entrance when they go to Oxnard. We have Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Jason Garrett and kind of a state of the union before we, you know, when we get to Oxnard that to open camp. And I know the Cowboys would like to have that deal done. And I, I believe that Dak's, you know, representation would like to have that deal done as well. And, and you know, and I feel like, though, if you get two sides that are, they're interested in getting this done, then, you know, you can, you could probably work that out. And so mm-hmm. they do have some parameters that they understand they have to meet. And, you know, I, I feel like though, that I've been telling people all along that, you know, that, that when we get to camp, usually Jerry's got something in his back pocket. And so this would be something that's uh, pretty nice for Cowboy fans if they can get this in fact done. Sure. Brian, can't say thanks enough, man, on a Monday and the week of the fourth on top of that. I just really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care, you guys. All right, talk to you soon. That's Brian Broadus, DallasCowboys.com. Follow him on Twitter. Um, former scout in the Green Bay Packers organization. And uh, does a great job covering the Cowboys. Had his son at the Manning Passing Academy. Got to kind of see what it's like. What did he say? It was his second year to go there? Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. Gator Greg who calls the show all the time, and he he never misses an opportunity to remind me, hey, you got to go to that. I think Greg's been down there as a fan, just kind of wandered in and, you know, said hello and hung out and watched it and to kind of see what it's like. And Greg has always told me, hey, you got to go. You, you really need to go. And he's right. I really need to go at some point. But, man, it's right in the middle of the summer. You know, uh, you know, you, my daughter's out of school. We got all kinds of other stuff going on and planning a beach vacation. We're going to take a week and do the show from SEC Media Days in Hoover. That's just excuses, isn't it? 
just got to pack it up and go to the to the passing academy and see what it's all about. But you know the thing about it is it's not really a made for media event. Like he said, the way the Mannings operate that event, I've always heard this. But the way they operated that event, it really is. It's not made for media coverage. It's not why they're doing it. It's not conducive. They don't care about that. This is strictly a thing where young QBs who want to play the position can get off to a get off to a good start. All right, and let me address it. Yeah, I think Brian got his hairs crossed. Tommy Stevens is not transferring to Southern Miss. <laughs> He's... He is indeed going to be at stake. And <laughs> not making news. <laughs> yeah. Who was it that tweeted? It was somebody. <laughs> hey, if we can't laugh at ourselves, right? Right. Right, Brian? I, I mean, I mean, Roger? <laughs> That's right. Now, I forget who it was. It was yeah, tweeting about. Stevens, you know, I told you what the, the Clarion Ledger, they had some quotes from Eli Manning and Archie Manning about Matt Corral. They were really excited about him. Apparently he showed out. He got sick maybe the second day there um, and didn't get to finish what he wanted to, but in the time that he was there, apparently he looked really good. And there were a bunch of people tweeting that Tommy Stevens was getting rave reviews there at the uh, Passing Academy, throwing the football around. Senior Bowl Executive Director Jim Nagy was tweeting about how good he looked. He said the biggest surprise of the Manning Passing Academy was Tommy Stevens. So apparently both QBs from, from Mississippi showed out down there. Good stuff. Now i got to do it with pads on. Rolling along in the Farm Bureau studios. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Well, look at here. Looky here. Almost, almost, with the exception of a day or two, two months to the start of the college football season. I may be counting it wrong, but I don't think I am. Today is 31 days. In 31 days, it'll be, I'm sorry, 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 not 31. Not 31, I meant 61. (laughs) 61 days, it'll be August the 31st, and we're going to be playing football. Everybody will. They'll start some the week before, and everybody's going to tee it up on August 31st. And we got teams to talk about. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! Is that good enough? Go! With the home team. They are the home team at Farm Bureau, local agents, competitive rates, Fast and friendly service, the kind of folks that you want to do business with. And, you know, it can be one-on-one. You know, that's the way it ought to be. You get to know somebody personally. It's somebody from right there in the community. You grew up with them. You go to church with them. You went to high school with them. Your kids go to school together. You know them. That's your local Farm Bureau agent. Also staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire. 
the number one network in Mississippi. And they've got a deal. I saw this. How about this? C Spire is giving you $650 off the top smartphones when you switch to C Spire and trade in your qualifying device. So let's just say you're like me and you have an iPhone 8. Mine's the iPhone 8 Plus. So it's a couple generations back. That's what I have. Still basically brand new, but you know, there's some newer ones since then. So let's just say you like have like the iPhone 8 and you're with somebody else, not Ceasefire. You walk in, you switch your service to Ceasefire, hand them your old phone, trade it in, and you get $650 off whatever the newest phone is, the iPhone 10R or whatever the Samsung version is. It's a really cool deal. They've got that going on right now at Ceasefire. I wanted to make you aware of that. Now I have made you aware. And now we will move forward with our countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Let's start with number 61. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see my uh, hint from earlier today. Tried my best to give you a heads up. We went there last year. Mississippi State played like week two or three at... Kansas State, who is team number 61 on the countdown. Here's their fight song. Now that's a good fight song, isn't it? I like it. I know you like it. Ba, 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 ba. That's it. Now I'm going to give you the singing version. They like to sing the fight. They have a great band at Kansas State, by the way. An excellent band. And let me tell you a band story. So last year, we fly out there to Manhattan, Kansas. State is playing at uh, Kansas State on a Saturday, 11 a.m. out there. It was early. So we went to the stadium on game day super-duper early. Those of us who are not on the bus with the players, we go really early. I, I jump on the bus with, like, the managers, trainers four or five hours before kickoff. It's, the sun was not even up yet. And we got to the stadium there. Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And the band was on the field. The Kansas State band was on the field before sunup. They were practicing, going through their warm-ups, all that kind of stuff. They get an early start. So when we walked in, the band was out there. It was pretty cool. Sure was. Got to see them. And, and by the way, once the sun came up, I took my camera on the uh, gimbal and walked, did a one-shot walkthrough. Bill Snyder Family Stadium, kind of get a sense and a peek at what it looks like in and around that stadium. It's beautiful. It's really nice. Went in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. And if you want to see that, it's on my Twitter feed. I put a link out there today since I saw Kansas State was coming up. So just go back and look at earlier tweets from today. I'm Radio Wyatt. Uh, the other thing was the night before, Roger, so we went out there on a Friday. We get there early. And, you know, plenty of time to load up four or five of us. We got an Uber to take us to downtown Manhattan to go get something to eat for supper. Had a couple of places that had been recommended 
And I don't remember the place we went. It was good. Really good, in fact. I got chicken and waffles. It was really good. But we stepped in there. There's fans from both schools and stuff. A lot of Kansas State fans that night out for dinner. And the like a pep version of the Kansas State band was running up and down the streets, popping into a business, and they'd play the fights. They'd play two songs, their fight song. And then apparently the Wabash Cannonball is a Kansas State thing. They just play it. It's their deal. And it was really cool. We're in this, like, bar-slash-restaurant on Friday night, Manhattan, Kansas, and the whole band comes in the restaurant, standing on tables and up, and the band director is up on the bar, and they're all dancing. They do this dance to this song that's choreographed, and they do Wabash Cannonball. So anyway, it was a neat experience last year at Kansas State. And I will tell you, the stadium is beautiful. It's just so nice. Recently renovated. It's probably the nicest press box I've ever been in myself. What was the score on that game? State beat the tar out of them. Okay. They made looking it up. I thought so. I thought that's how it went down. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head the exact score, but I'm going to tell you in five seconds if you just hang on a minute here and let Google pull it up. But they're having a good time up there at Kansas. Listen, they have a good time. And their fans stayed to the end in spite of the fact they were getting waxed. I haven't heard of uh, that kind of pep, you know, as far as any, like in the SEC. I mean, right. they do it all on campus for the. Yeah. Running through the town. Tailgating and that kind of thing. But the, yeah, going through town and having a little, obviously, rehearsed deal where you go yeah. in. Go Beto O'Rourke on the bar. And it's right. <laughs> Uh, 31 to 10 was the final last year when State beat Kansas State out there. 31 to 10. Uh, famous alumni from Kansas State University. Did you know that Kirstie Alley is a Kansas State alum? Bet you didn't know that, did you? I did not. Kirstie Alley from Cheers. I did not know that. All right, thanks, Ed. <laughs> uh, let's go. Do we have time? I don't know if I have time. Yeah, I got time. The other one's Baylor from today. Here's their fight song. That's Baylor's fight song. What's the name of that? Uh, Hide your women, Baylor's coming. (laughs) I ain't supposed to laugh at that. Gotta catch it. Baylor went seven and six last year. Kansas State went five and seven. Baylor went seven and six. Angela from The Office on NBC. Her real name's Angela Kinsey. Isn't that right? Isn't her name or is that her character? Anyway, she went to Baylor. Jeff Dunham, the uh, puppeteer. The puppeteer. That's right. Uh huh. I got to see him in person. Ninety-eight at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Michael Johnson. Remember the great sprinter, Olympic sprinter? I thought you were talking about the guy who did all the voices. In the no, this one's the sprinter who wore the gold shoes in the Olympics nice. in the 100, 200. He's from Baylor. I didn't realize it actually that he was from Baylor. So, Rand Paul. Mike Singletary went to Baylor. I bet y'all didn't know that. All right, there's your countdown. We'll do some more tomorrow. Coming up, your texts, your phone calls, your tweets, and all that jazz. We'll wrap it up with you here today on a Monday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Studio. Stick around.
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Roger and I were discussing retirement during the break, and now we're both depressed. <laughs> Not that we're unhappy with our, our work. No. Just, I, it's a privilege to have a job. Yeah. In this particular field, it's hard to get another one. Listen, I, 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 um, what's, uh, occupationally, I am as happy in so many ways as I have, I believe, ever been. And I mean that with 100% sincerity. We are on the winning team. But, great, great. but all that said, <laughs> I still need, you know, some miracles to happen. Um, or else, you know, in about 30 years, I'll see y'all at Walmart. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. Give me one of them little pads to stand on. Got to have something to do. <laughs> yeah. Be talking to everybody like I'm lonely. <laughs> so on that note, um, if you out there, financial advisors, planners, you got two potential clients right here, me and Roger. <laughs> All right. Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go. With the home team. The text line says this. Uh, let's see. Not Irish texted the show and said, mentioning Kansas State made me remember the time when the Southern Miss band got in trouble for chanting racial remarks at the NCAA tournament in basketball. Yeah, let me give you all a little piece of advice. Don't chant racial remarks. Got it? Don't do it. Um, here's another text that says, I've been to a lot of road games, but Kansas State was different. They were nice, but just weird people. <laughs> well, look, I, everybody I met there was really nice. And everything was clean. And, you know, people for years have made fun of Manhattan, Kansas. Look, it's Kansas. It's the middle of nowhere. Ain't nothing out there. But it's pretty, and it's nice. You know, I mean, downtown Manhattan. No, the hotel was not all that nice. It wasn't. And there was some type of traveling reptile show staying at the hotel while we were there also. They had it Snake, on the sign out front. Snakes to the hotel. <laughs> all right. The movie. But look, the food I had was good. I, look, you know. Tasted like chicken. Yeah. I think it was chicken. Could have been an exotic reptile. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Hogjow Texas and said, I find that I'm in a better frame of mind when I'm working. I retired and hated it. Now I'm working again. I think Fluffy. I would hate retirement. I, gotta I think I would, too. I, I, I mean, I'm a do man. I wouldn't retire. Fluffy says, my dad went to Walmart at 70 for a job as a greeter, and they stuck him in electronics because of his experience, and he made really good money. <laughs> That's great. Man, there's hope. That is great. 
Roger, look now. I'm pretty good with some th- electronics. That's what I was going to say. You kidding me? A retired, well, not retired, uh, elder, <laughs> an elderly. Look, the only problem is I'd be like, uh, hey, look, man, we don't have that here. You're going to have to go to Guitar Center <laughs> for that last little piece. <clears throat> yeah, you'd be telling them the, the whole truth. We, we don't have all the adapters here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roger, speaking of age, listen to this. On this day in 1916, at age 42 years old, Honus Wagner is the oldest player to ever hit an inside-the-park home run. And that is the baseball card everyone wants to find. It was in the fourth inning of a game at Cincinnati. He was playing for the Pirates. Honus Wagner, 42 years old, my age the oldest player to ever hit an inside-the-park home run. Let me just tell you, if I took off running at home plate right now and ran all the way around and slid into home, do you know how long it would take me? I'm talking about a T-ball team could run up there and tag me out between second and third. Promise you. The difference between now and then is uh, now you, you might arrive face first. <laughs> That's right. Gasping for air. <laughs> hollering for water, <laughs> you know? Um, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I saw that today, and I thought it was a really neat thing. Yeah, a little baseball, a little Honus uh, mention in there. Yeah, Honus. It's not every day that you get to uh, mention Honus on the show. I think that's a good bird dog name. Honus. Honus, yeah. Good bird dog name. <clears throat> Pete. Is Jake the most overused dog name in the history of dogs? Jake? Be Jake. Oh, Yeller. Yeah. I used to name mine like stripper names, like uh, <laughs> Cinnamon and Sapphire, but then it's really embarrassing when they get out and you got to go find them. Diamond to the stage. Diamond, yes, diamond to the main stage. <laughs> oh, Lord. Time to come home. <laughs> Maybe time to go home. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Fluffy says, Matt. You ought to try to land one of those sweet ambassador jobs at a casino. Just wave and wear a jersey. <laughs> Is that all they do? I thought those people are, like, keeping an eye out, making sure nobody's cheating, sneaking What's around. What's O.J. Simpson that, doing now? O.J. Simpson's just on Twitter. Do you see that? He's out there in uh, living in Nevada, right? Is he working for a casino? He probably – I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it one bit. Not one bit. Hey, if um, reading off-season college football material, if we say off-season, if the lead-up to the season college football material is your thing, let me give a heads up over to ESPN, ESPN.com. All the uh, smart people they think they are got their heads together and decided they're going to look at all their top 25 teams and decide which game on the schedule is the the lookout game, the beware this game. Trap game, I guess, is an overused term, so they want to come up with something different. So it's the game like, look out. This one might get you. This is not a given. Let me give you an example. Number one, Clemson. September 14th, they go to Syracuse. Remember two years ago when they went to Syracuse and Syracuse beat them? 
Number two, Alabama. September 14th, same day, at South Carolina. Jake Bentley, South Carolina, hosting Alabama. What do you think? Says it's, it's a beware game. Third-ranked Georgia at Tennessee on October 5th. You think Tennessee's got a shot to beat Georgia in Knoxville? Stranger things have happened. Right? So, anyway, you get the point here. What we're, What they're doing is saying these are beware games. Now, one doesn't make any sense to me, and that's sixth-ranked Notre Dame. Their trip to Georgia, they say, is a beware game. How could it be a lookout game when Georgia is going to beat them and everybody knows it? Number eight, Florida. September 14th at Kentucky. You bet. Kentucky won in Gainesville last year. They don't have Josh Allen this year, though. Let's see. And they don't have Benny Snell either, but we'll see. They say that the trip to Kentucky is a lookout game for Florida. For LSU. We're never losing to this team again. <laughs> you ain't ever going to let that one go, are you, Roger? Well, that was uh, useful on many, many occasions. Yeah. Never is such a big word, isn't it? Uh-huh. We are never going to lose to this team again. It's one thing to feel it. It's another thing to do it. Ninth-ranked LSU. They say September 7th at Texas. You bet. Absolutely, you bet. That's a dangerous one for LSU. Um, see, and here's it like again. You're saying these are beware games, like a lookout trap game. That's the insinuation to me. And for 12th-ranked A&M, they go September 7th at Clemson. We know they're going to lose. Clemson is going to beat Texas A&M in Clemson on September 7th. Everybody knows it. So how is that a beware game? Some of this doesn't make any sense. But I'm the whole th- I'm driving at, what I'm driving at here is to get all the way down to Mississippi State at number 25. See, ESPN has State ranked 25th in the preseason. And they say for State, their beware game, beware, is September 28th at Auburn. At Auburn. Here's what it says. Though it's tempting to point to home games in weeks three and four against Kansas State, Kentucky, a week five trip to Auburn stands out the most. It's going to be the first road game of the young season for the Bulldogs and a huge proving ground for whoever the starting QB is, whether it's Keaton Thompson or Tommy Stevens. Not to mention a revamped defense that no longer features star defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat. If you want to read the whole list, there's a whole bunch in there. There's other SEC teams in there. You can find it at ESPN.com. I'm just throwing it your way because, look, here's what happens. It's July the 1st. You're already thinking about football. I am. You are. We all are. And what's this? Let's see. This time in two weeks, two weeks from today, you will hear all kinds of commotion on this show. And it's because I'm going to be on Radio Row doing this show at SEC Media Days in Hoover. We'll get guests to sit down and all that. See, that's two weeks away. We could do our preseason Heisman Award. Let's do it. Or let's just rip off that other guy's idea and do the Pisman Award and give it to the fat people, the linemen. All right, Roger. We'll see you tomorrow. For Roger, I'm Matt. See y'all. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.